0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Amen. All right, open your Bibles first of all. We're going to start with the chapter that we will conclude with at the end but we'll go back to this over and over again. Chapter 8 of Romans verse 1. Now understand that in chapter 7 Paul was talking about how in his heart of hearts there were two laws going on. One was the law of the Spirit of God where when you by faith, when you receive the grace of God when by faith you received that gift of God's grace and you invited Christ into your heart, something happened in your inner man. In your spirit man, that is in the core of your very, very being, your spirit became alive. Your spirit was there, but it was not plugged in to the presence of the one who gives you life. It was there, but it was not functioning and operating. Your spirit was dead. That's the reason we have to be born again. But when we by faith receive the gift of God, the Holy Spirit himself came to live in our human spirit. And when the spirit of God came in, it gave life to our human spirit. And something became alive on the inside of us. Something holy got plugged in. Something that had been unplugged in the garden got replugged in Christ. And so that we would to be able to communicate with the living God and have his very presence on the inside of us. And Paul said, I've got that law of the Spirit on the inside of me, but I see another law, another law. And he says it is that law. In chapter 7, he was talking about there is a law of sin and death. He said, because what I really want to do in my heart of hearts, sometimes I end up not doing. And I've got a conflict going on. And in verse 21 of chapter 7, he says, I find a law that evil is present with me. So not only the law of the spirit of life, but I've got this law of evil. Paul says it is present in me, the one who desires to do good. And, And there's something going on, he says, the law in verse 23, in my members. What's he talking about? In the members of my, he's talking about the function of the human body. Um, you know that you got a bunch of members in your human body, and if the, and if they don't operate right, uh, you're in trouble. Right. Physically, you're not going to last very long. The main player in your human body is called your brain. Um, th- th- in that brain is is stored up a whole bunch of information. It's like a vast computer, and in that brain. In that stored brain of yours, that vast computer on the inside of you, you've got some stuff that will bring you down. You've got memories of things you regret. You've got things in that brain that, that still pull on you and still are the basis for uh, for accusation that would come against you and and declare that you're not worthy of anything look what you used to do and 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 then there's there's appetites in that body that will pull that that'll get out of line with appetites that the spirit of god gives you and so there is the these two laws the law of sin and death and the law of the spirit of life so let's look at chapter 8 Verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ? No, did you receive him? Did you receive him? You've heard me do this. Those of you who have been with us for 30 years, you've seen me. You see this little white sphere right here? Let's just say that that's you. And when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord, this is, God sees it like this. You became in Christ. Now God can't see you anymore without seeing Christ. Hallelujah. You are in Christ. The Bible says that all the blessings in heavenly places belong to you because you are in Christ. So why would you think there'd be any condemnation? Is there any condemnation between the Father and the Son? Well, if you are in the Son, how can there be condemnation on you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. For the law. All right, look. Therefore, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk, that is, live their life, make their decisions... In according to the flesh. What does according to mean? Under the influence. According to means under the directives and desires and appetites and influence of the flesh. So if I am in Christ Jesus and I do not walk according to the appetites, the influence, the desires of that pre-new birth man that man that inherited all the sin of Adam and chose to sin in his own personality as well. If, if I choose to walk in the Spirit instead of under the appetites of the flesh, if I walk according to the Spirit, there is no condemnation. I don't have to be stopped or defeated by condemnation because if I am in Christ, there is no condemnation there. You say, well, Pastor, what's the difference between um, condemnation and, and conviction. Conviction is legit, condemnation is from the devil. Conviction is when the Holy Spirit gives you evidence that you have fallen short of or grieved God's standard. If you don't get convicted of sin, you're dead and don't know it. I seem to get more convicted of sin the older I get than I did when I was younger. I hope that's because I'm becoming more sensitive to the voice of the Lord. God help me if that's not the case. Conviction is where the spirit get how does he do that through the sometimes through just an inner feeling of something not right just an inner feeling where you know you've been married a long time 51 years back there uh, for us thank you lord we in a covenant We're in a holy covenant we made before God. Sometimes we know one another so well that when there's a silence, when there's that inner thought, you know, I think I blew that. Right? Right? Sometimes conviction feels like a little distance in intimacy, a little distance, and that really happens in our walk with Jesus. We just feel like something's not clicking, or there seems to be a little distance. There just seems to be an absence of the intimacy that I know should be there. Then sometimes that's the Holy Spirit's conviction trying to say, okay, I want to show you how, th- 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 this is what I'm trying to tell you. What is the heart of all sin conviction? Jesus said it. Write this, write this down if you've got a, a, a note. It's John 16, 8 and 9. Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict you of unbelief. So the conviction of the Holy Spirit will be rooted in something where I failed to believe God. Where I tried to fix something and didn't rely on Him to go before, with, and behind me. And a lot of times, if I don't wait on the Lord, I just make a mess. Do you? Huh? <clears throat> Sometimes the voice of the the Holy Spirit is going to get to the root and say, you know, you're not really trusting me for that. You're wanting to try to change that with your own feelings, your own words, your own actions, and you had not even invited me into the situation. That's true about the way you run your life, the way you run your business, the way you have relationships with those closest to you are you still trying to make it happen without inviting the Lord into the situation? That means we really don't believe it's necessary for him to be involved. That's unbelief. There's, unbelief is the heart of our sin. And that's where we get convicted and uh, prompted to make changes. Condemnation, on the other hand, uh, it's accusatory. Look what you did. You know how you used to buy. you're not fooling anybody. This is just the way you are. It's accusatory. It's demeaning why you you call yourself a Christian you you you're none uh, no such thing. It, it is ridden with guilt. It is shame inducing. It makes you feel condemnation makes you feel shameful. It makes you want to hide. Remember what Adam and Eve did when they sinned. They ran. Shame makes you want to hide, not tell anybody, not talk to anybody, not get with other believers. Shame is (laughs) causing you to isolate. I want to tell you something. If you are isolating from the Lord and from the people of God, you are a very attractive target for the devil. That is bound to fail. Bring your life into the light. Light dispels darkness, breaks its power. Condemnation is punitive in nature. The Word of God says, by the blood of Christ, if you will come before Christ and agree. You know what? To confess our sins means to agree with God that is sin. But don't stop there. To agree with God that he's also expunged it from the record. Not just that we got it wrong, but that he is the source of of us getting it right. He got it right on our behalf. Conviction gives us evidence and witness, and we need to agree with God about it and receive cleansing from it. Okay, so we've already discovered if we walk according to the Spirit, uh, there's, there's life there. Look, look, look at verse 2. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. In other words, as long as I'm operating in the law of the Spirit, of life in Christ Jesus, submission to Him, inviting Him into every aspect of my life, all my decisions, all my relationships, all my desires, when I invite Him in and I'm walking according to the Spirit, then I am set free from the law of sin and death. Watch this. For what the law couldn't do, in that it was weak through the flesh, that is, God's standard of perfect holiness and righteousness couldn't be gleaned by our own self-effort. The flesh is those old patterns of thinking and speaking and behaving, those old desires and self-consumed agendas before the Holy Spirit came to live in us when we were born again. But how do we get victory? By walking according to the Spirit instead of the flesh. Remember this, God broke the power of the flesh with his own son. You remember what Pastor Jeremiah was telling us this morning before we received Holy Communion? The the remission of our sin. In the Old Testament, The sacrifices of blood covered sin. In the New Testament, we look back on what has already been done. They were looking forward to what God would do. Now our sins have been remitted, fully paid for. Fully paid for. In Christ, there's no condemnation for you in Christ Jesus. We need to walk according to the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And when we do, we don't obey, to, obey that gravitational pull of our own flesh. I, I see uh, Kevin Allred back there. Sir, we're very proud of you. He's one of our deacons. Um, he, by, by trade, he flies corporate jets. I mean, that's just what he does for a living. Right? So I am going to be very, very primitive in my description of this law here, so uh, you (laughs) don't throw rocks at me. Every one of us are bound by a law, a physical law called the law of gravity. Yes or no? And uh, it seems like that the older we get and the less strong we get, that law of gravity becomes a little greater, but um, I'm sure uh, there's other things involved there. But the law of gravity, that gravitational pull with the earth's rotation, we are bound to this earth until we go see Kevin at the airport. And um, if we go see Kevin at the airport, and we step into one of those jets. <clears throat> then something incredible happens. He understands it. I don't get it. I just know that when I go sit down and somebody is in that cockpit and they go through all these instruments and they, and they do all these things, that sooner or later I'm taxiing down a runway and pretty soon... I am about to lift off, and I can go to Dallas, I can go to Phoenix, I can go to Wyoming, all the places that I love to go. Why? Listen, because there is a higher law than the law of gravity. And in my simplicity, I'm going to call it the law of aerodynamics. Is that good enough? There are principles that guide that law of aerodynamics, and I don't understand it, but I know that that thrust is involved with that. I know that, that, that um, uh, weight is involved in that. I, I know that there are things that are involved in that law that I don't understand. All I know is It works. It works. And as long as I am operating in the law of aerodynamics, I am free from the law of gravity. It doesn't bind me down anymore. But let's just suppose I'm sitting there and I say, this is just too easy. This, this, This makes no sense. I've been bound by gravity all my life. This is too easy. So I decided to go to the emergency door and just assuming that I was able, I was able to force it open and step out. The moment I step out of the law of aerodynamics, I become subject to the law of gravity. Right? As long as I'm living and walking in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, I have victory over the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. Right? Thank you, Lord. And I don't walk in condemnation when that's going on. Why is that? Okay, turn back. You know your pastor gets excited about these things. Turn back here to Romans 5. Romans 5. Why is it that there can be, that I can walk in the higher law of dependency on, obedience to, in intimacy with the law of the Spirit of God in me, and it overcomes the law of sin and death, that gravitational pull on the inside of me that makes me want to go and choose and do according to the old me. Chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith. Amen. Many, many years ago, and you've heard this, Billy Graham came out with a wonderful, he said justified means to be just as if I'd never sinned. Amen. Amen. We miss him, don't we? <laughs> having been Justified by faith, that means in the eyes of God because of what Jesus did for me through his life, his burial, his death, his ascension, his intercession for me, his sending the Spirit. I have been justified through the agency of faith. Faith is what reached out and secured my justification. That is, I simply, by the grace of God, believed. And when I believed that Jesus represented me, that he took my sin, that he offered me the free gift of eternal life, when, I was, when by faith I received it, when by faith I believed it, I received it, and now I walk in it. And that part of that who I am in Christ means I have been justified. Through the agency of faith. Faith coming by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. All right, everybody see this with me. I am not condemned by my Father in Christ Jesus. And I am justified by the faith which he gave me. All right, now what's this. The last part of verse 1, chapter 5 of Romans. Having been justified by faith... We have peace with God. Hallelujah. Do you know that you can hush You can enter the throne room of Father God and know that He sees you in peace. You may have some issues. I have some issues that I have to address with him. But can I tell you something? Issues that I have to address with him, adjustments and conviction of sin and confession, that doesn't mean I'm not welcome before the throne. There's a difference in saying, Father, we need to talk. There's a difference in that and saying, you're not allowed here. Your Father God's not going to tell you ever you're not allowed here. He's going to say, come on in. we got some things to talk about. Hallelujah. Come on in. we got some things to talk about. You have been justified. You have an audience with Father God because Jesus Christ is representing you. If you are in Christ Jesus, God could no more reject you than he could reject his son. Get hold of that. Don't let distance or guilt or shame keep you from coming right on in to the throne room of God. Not on the basis of what you can do, but on the basis of what God's already done for you in Jesus by the blood of Christ. Amen. Having been justified through the agency of faith. Faith is what reached out and took it. You don't have to feel like it. You don't have to work your way into it. You received it. And you have peace with God through your Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also, listen, he didn't stop there. Also, we have access by that faith into this grace in which we stand. Do you know you're standing in grace today, Joe? You're standing in grace. When you as his daughter, you as his son, come before him in prayer, you're standing in a place of grace. That grace means he favors you. The favor of his own son is in you and on you. There's favor there. There's favor for you in your inner man. There's favor for you in your relationships. There's favor for you in your business and finances. There is favor before the throne room of God because of who you are in Christ Jesus. Your father's not going to say to you, don't you come in here asking me for that. That is all part of the flesh and the witness of sin. It is the accusation of the devil who is constantly accusing you before the throne of God and in your own inner man. you got to quit listening to that. Quit listening to that. I'm justified by faith. I have peace with God. And I have a standing of grace. I stand in grace and I rejoice in hope of the glory of God. What's the glory of God? What's the glory of God? All right, everybody, now listen now. The glory of God is the manifestation of the presence of God. So I have an inner witness on the inside of me that has legitimate hope that I'm going to experience the very glory of the one in whose presence I will physically be one day, but I am spiritually there today. God is working on something in me to be a greater carrier of the glory. You know, listen, listen, the only reason you're still here is to reflect the glory of God. To manifest the essence of his presence. There are electrical wires in these ceilings and walls. We saw them before you could see any of this. But even that all we saw were wires. We didn't listen, we didn't see electricity. It's invisible. But there's light, there's sound. That's the glory of electricity in this room. The manifestation of the reality, let me put it like this, the manifestation, the the seen manifestation of an unseen entity is called glory. Do you get it? The manifestation of the unseen God is the glory of God. And what God is about and the reason we're all still here is that we might manifest more and more of that glory. Do you submit your business to the glory of God? Do you submit your relationships to the glory of God? Do you submit your exercise do you submit your finances and investments and giving do you submit it all god i want you to be glorified in this i want you to be glorified in this hallelujah so what god's working on is in us is that we will manifest more and more of the glory of god and you know what the only way you're going to do that is to find out by the spirit of god Through the truth of the word of God, who you are in Christ. Everybody stand up. You see why I'm getting so excited about this series now? I want you to get it. I want me to get it. I want us to get hold of how God sees us. Everybody say this with me. Are you ready? On the basis of the Word of God, I am now in Christ, not under any condemnation. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus sets me free from the law of sin and death. Holy Spirit, guide me. Encourage me. Teach me how to walk in that Spirit of life. No condemnation. Having been justified... By faith, I have peace with my Father. He and I are at peace with one another. And I'm standing in grace. I'm standing in Christ in the favor of God. It is mine today. I receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Boy, it's, be, it's good to be back worshiping together, isn't it? Amen. The Word of God and the Spirit of God and the worship of God. And I thank God for all of you and all of your journey. You're here to reflect the glory of God. I um, am so proud of all of you. And I see different things that you're doing out from the uh, services sometimes. I I, I see... um. Dwayne and uh, Karen Moore back there in the back. Uh, they served Bishop Johnson in the inner city for many, many, many years. Dwayne serves uh, on the staff of Senator Katie Britt, and uh, these are pics from this week, the swearing-in uh, in Washington. And uh, Wayne, uh, Dwayne, Dwayne, you tell me if I'm wrong. That's Her husband, Wesley Brip, there, a wonderful man of God as well. I don't ever allow political stuff in this pulpit. I am a kingdom independent. I don't agree with any of them all the time. But I do know this. The Word of God tells me that I have to pray for all of those in places of leadership, all of them. It don't matter if you agree with them or not. You gotta pray for everybody in a place of authority, and uh, we need to pray for this senator. And uh, Dwayne is um, uh, has to uh, l- help help me with this um, uh, underprivileged, poor uh, children. And find programs to assist them on the federal level in all 67 counties in alabama that's a big job dwayne we will pray for you and karen that the lord will bless you and energize you they are under the discipleship mentorship spiritual covering of uh, pastor jeremiah and gene and uh we're proud of what the lord is doing through y'all and uh, i want everybody uh, to know that and to pray for all of those in places of authority. Amen? Amen. Father, we bless and sanctify the Word of God. We praise you. We pray that it will do its great work by the Spirit in all of us. And Father, we just pray. I pray your mighty blessing. Open the hearts and minds of all of those you've called to come into this fellowship, Lord, and under this shepherding, Lord, that I pray you would protect them Feed them, encourage them, Lord. Lord, give them wisdom and discernment. I pray for your comfort on those who are hurting, for those who have a deep stone bruise in their soul because of the loss of loved ones, Lord. We get it. We pray, Spirit of God, that your grace would increase and that you would minister and comfort them. We pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus and all the people said. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next week. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.